When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strong. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, and no, I don't stuff him into a box whenever, just to, and pull him out whenever I need him for a podcast, Ryan Nelson. Justin, giving us only one Connor scene is like giving kids no chocolate candy on yes. Halloween. It's just cruel. It, Come it on, really writers. is. It really was. I was re- I, I was hoping for a, like a really good Connor episode when because he shows up pretty early. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. We got a great Connor episode. And it was a good one too. And then we get nothing. <laughs> yeah. the part, we get him for a brief moment later on, and that's a about brief, it. Yeah. Brief. So uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started back in January, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the third episode of Prime Videos, the peripheral titled Haptic drift if you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show visit our patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level and when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you can't be a patron you can help the show out by rating us on spotify and apple Podcasts. leave us a five star rating and if you have time write us a review while you're over there on apple if you do write us a review there we'll read it on air next time we record okay so we are discussing the third episode of the peripheral uh, real quick before we get into specifics what were your overall thoughts about this episode and, and the, the series in general i guess all right so sometimes you look to see how many episodes a series there's going to be right and, and i saw this was going to be eight yes and as, as i'm starting episode three i was like that seems good that seems right yeah then i saw the runtime was an hour and 11 i was like Oh, no. Yeah, that, 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 these are long episodes. These are long episodes, and that is a big concern moving forward. Because I got to say, the first half of this episode that took place in Clanton, I loved it. Yeah. I was going to praise. I'm going to tell you something. Jack Rayner, his accent, he's really, I'm all in. Yeah, he's, I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it, look, it's not great, but you know what? It works for the character it, he's pulling off. It works. Off. Yeah. And you know... There are people that sound like him. I'm, we they gave are. him too much, and he's good. He's really good. But I'm telling you, man, I got some bad Westworld PTSD at the end of this episode because I was like, "Oh no, okay, I've seen this before." Well, tell me, you you texted me that, and I wasn't really sure what you were talking about because I went back and I tried it, to watch it a second time. But what were you? What are you talking about? It's just the the last few scenes with with uh, Flynn and Wilf. Mm-hmm. There's something about it. And the robots out of nowhere, just the way they were talking. Right. I don't know. Something gave me some bad Westworld vibes. I got bad Westworld vibes, but I didn't get them when you got them. Because the re- where I got them was in that what, what I referenced here at the very beginning when she's when 
the when the peripheral is pulled out of the box and right before chloe makes her first trip back into 2100 london the reason i got worse westworld vibes there is because it was very much similar to the way uh what's the other girl that plays uh, dolores what's her name um uh oh, I, I can't remember i'll look it up we've right forgotten now. her name so i know we times. really have uh, and she's great <laughs> that's what's really i know about she's her. a huge star <laughs> she is uh we, we always evan, evan rachel wood thank evan you evan rachel, rachel wood. wood uh when evan rachel wood like the very first scene you get with evan rachel wood in in the in westworld is her like she's like having like she's going back and forth from like in character uh dolores to like i'm a robot dolores i got that vibe that's when i was getting that vibe. look i thought uh chloe grace moretz did a really good job i thought she did a great job of being this kind of this android you know non-emotional thing then like switching into the the uh flynn character that we actually i thought she did a really good job of but that's where i was like oh this feels very much like that's where i got those vibes And, and here's another thing there's a lot of talking yeah in the in the London scenes, mm-hmm. including with uh, Narice, isn't it Narice? The villain, the villain yeah. who I like, I like her a lot. But there is a lot of talking, yeah. And I have to say, it makes the episode feel even longer right. than a, a hour and eleven. And I and while they're talking, you see these AI robots walking in right. the background and stuff. And I'm, and I think that's I think that's what it is. And I wondered if I wasn't the same one which oddly enough this show is rated very highly on imdb but it's not a lot of ratings right but i went i went and i read a uh recap for i think it was tv fanatic okay i think i read a few okay and i read the comments because i was curious and i saw several people had said i'm out really you could you could feel what's bad west world coming yeah like they were like now there were people that said hold up now this is the William Gibson novel. This is pretty close to it. Yeah. But the but people were like, I don't care. I've seen this before with these people. <laughs> Look, these I was create. Yeah. I will say this. I I think it's a good show. I think it's. I thought that was a good episode. But the the issue I have right now is, it feels like it should be better than just good. Uh, that's kind of yes. That's kind of the issue yeah. I have. This feels like it's the production values are really good. I think the actors' performances in this are 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 really good. Uh, some are really good. Yeah. Some we'll, we'll are some are or some are outstanding. Uh, I think the problem is it's got some just really bad pacing issues. And the the yeah. biggest the pacing. Yeah, the pacing is a problem. But the biggest issue to me is the part of this show that is supposed to be the most intriguing, the part of the show that's supposed to be the most engaging, at least it feels like this is the way they're setting up, is the London stuff. And right now it's not the part that I'm most interested in. And that's, like I said, that's where all the mystery, that's where all the intrigue is supposed to be because we don't know so much about what's going on with uh, R.I. We we have this really mysterious villain. We don't know what's happened to Alita West. And all of that's supposed to be what's driving this show forward. And right now, it's the least interesting part. I'm far more interested in this show when we're back in North Carolina. Right. And let me just, while we're talking about, like, you know, we we went on about Chloe Grace Moretz, and she's fantastic again. Mm -hmm. But, like, I just want to shout out, I thought this episode really, Gary Carr as Wolf, Wolf, whatever you want to call him, Jack Rayner, Burton, fantastic. I thought Chris Coy as Jasper, who we talked about right. some last week, because he's a guy that's career is really done. He's been a lot more the last few years. You can see why they got him. He's really yeah. good. Lewis Hertham, my goodness, yeah, man. he's fantastic. 
I, I love people like him that are in, I, I can't tell exactly, I, we could look it up, who's either in their 50s or 60s and they finally get a shot. Right. They've been around forever and someone's like, dude, that guy's a villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then you see like, oh yeah, he's fantastic. Like, you know, you finally get to see a guy like him get a shot. And then like we mentioned, um, and it's Sharnice Nalan, uh, Tanaya Miller, my goodness, what a villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is a bad B. Yeah. And that scene where she is uh, threatening one, her uh, her uh, sniper, her right. henchman, mm-hmm. that was awesome. And then we, with the bees, of the hornets with, with that. And uh, I was going to bring this up. We know this from watching, from our Tenet episode. Right. The Nolan brothers were obsessed with James Bond, especially the villains. Yes. And you can see that oh, in yeah, here you can. Mm-hmm. because l- the way Lewis Hurtham takes out, the way that Corbell Pickett takes out those villains, takes out the, the people in the first scene, which was awesome. Right. And then the way that uh, uh, Shernice is taking out multiple people, you could see, oh, this is this is Chris. I mean, this is Jonathan Nolan's, uh, even though he's not a writer and right. maybe some in the book, but. He's got to be loving this because, like I said, we we read in the tenant how much him and his brother loved James Bond. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they they absolutely did, and you can see that. You can see that in this. I will say this: Look, I love. Uh, what did you say the woman's name is? Who's the villain in the London part? What's her name again? Tania Miller. All right, Tania. I like her. I, I will say this though: I'm still far more engaged with with Corbell Pickett, played by Lewis. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for I still sure. like him way better as a villain. I just think he's much more oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, but she is completely evil, and she is very much you know a yeah. uh, dastardly villain in this thing and like i said that's uh, that's kind of the issue that you continue to have is we should be more interested in what's going on in 2100 or 2099 or whatever year it is and like i said just right now i'm not i was kind of looking up lewis hertham's uh, bi- uh career biography and he hasn't done a whole lot he's done a few things Excuse me. I mean, his big break came with Westworld. I mean, that's where his big break came. Uh, like I said, he's done a lot, he's done a lot throughout the years, but he's never had like a really big role. Right, Westworld right. is where he got his big start, and then like I guess whoever did the whoever was in charge of the Apple TV show uh, Home Before Dark. Like I said, I, I've seen that. I've saw I've seen the first season. I've not seen the second season. I don't know how much he plays in the second season, but he is just a fantastic villain in that because he is the main villain. And he's sixty six. I just looked. It okay, up. so he's he's sixty six. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at it, he's he's been around for a yeah, very long, for a long time. time. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, he's got a lot of roles. You can see that he's he's done a lot of things that are basically I need to keep my my Screen Actors Guild insurance up, and that's kind of what right. he's, he's been doing. But like, in said, fact, it, it looks like he started off as a stunt person looking at his IMDb, which makes sense because yeah. he's a he is a big dude and intimidating. Yes, yeah, he is. And like I said, he's just he's just really good in this role. And like I said, when I I first saw him i'd forgotten that he played dolores's dad in westworld just because that character is not just a huge character i mean it's a, it's yeah it's kind of important but it's not just incredibly important but yeah. when i saw him in home after dark i was like when i saw him in this like oh yeah he's gonna be great as a villain yeah. uh, and that's what it occurred to him he's nailing it he is playing the father of evan rachel wood yes <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's the that's the characters that's the that's the actress's name that he plays the father of and that's it we will never forget her name and then we'll go back and forget it again so but you know you bring up a, a good point too because gary carr is very good yes he and is. wolf is is good but that storyline is not as exciting as burton or uh or or connor right 
Well, part or, of it, or Jasper as well. Yeah, part of it is Lev Zubov, who's played by JJ Field. I, we, I don't really know much about him, and maybe they're doing this on purpose. Yeah. Maybe we're going to find out more about him. Uh, Ash being played by what is her name? I forgot. Uh, Katie Leon. Katie Leon. Katie Leon. Yeah. Uh, she's she's good in what we've seen her in, but we don't know much about her. We don't really know right. what. Uh, and the other issue I have with this with the. With the London storyline, is uh, it's hard to figure out what is all going on. That's the, that's kind of one of the issues I'm having. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how they're getting money to them. I really don't know how you know. It would have been nice to know how this whole haptic thing that they have going on, where they're like rubbing fingers and like calibrating to each other. That that was interesting. I, I wish they had gone in more of that. Yeah, it was interesting. I just wish I knew how that like that was done. I mean, is it part of what happened to Burton? Look, cause I love. I will be honest. My favorite scene from. From the London from the London stuff this week was the scene where she's walking and she's got that constable robot or whatever it is that's yeah. behind her. Yeah. And you know you've got Gary Carr who's putting on just an absolute clinic acting clinic when he is talking to her. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you can truly feel like. Look, I don't know if he had has feelings for this woman or not, but man, it felt like he actually did. I thought the same thing because I know that's what you know. Burton explains is the uh, haptic drift, uh, which is what this drift. episode comes yeah. from, right? Yeah. But I was like, I don't know, man. There's some sparks flying between those two, and like you said, it's the the charisma and the uh, I don't know, man. The 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 swagger, whatever you yeah. want to say mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't a sex appeal, whatever the word. Yeah, sex appeal, confidence. Is. I mean, it's just because yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean he walks. It's, 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 yeah, he walks up to that constable and he has to sell the fact that he is falling in love with this woman. And like I said, maybe he is, and maybe the reason that he's able to sell it so well is because he actually is falling in love with her. But you right. really get a sense for it when he's when he's watching this. And you know, I wasn't really sure if the, how this was going to work because I figured I thought that Alita might be a love interest for for uh, for yeah. wealth. But when they reveal at the beginning of this that they're brothers, they're obviously they're not biological brother and sister, right? But they're still brother and sister by adoption or by circumstance, I guess, more than so than anything else. Like I said, that doesn't seem to be the case. Maybe, like, maybe they will go down that road eventually. Anyway, I don't know. Like I said, I really don't know where they're going with that. But there's like, there's just so very little about the storyline that. Like when I'm when I'm watching it, I'm just I'm just not nearly as engaged. I, I did like the end where uh, I know you got a lot of Westworld vibes, but it was nice to actually get a little bit of a little bit of action in this. Uh, yeah, because yeah. like I said, the pacing has been has been an issue. Uh, but uh, once we get to that ending scene and they they finally track down where uh, where Alita is and they use Jon Snow, I was like, I know who Jon Snow is. <laughs> I can tell you exactly yeah. who Jon Snow is. He's the, he's the true heir to the Targaryen throne. I can tell you who Jon Snow is. But uh, go ahead. I was about to say something. Well, I was going to say, when they said Jon Snow, I was like, really? Come <laughs> on. But there really was a British there doctor was, yeah. named Jon Snow. He's real. Mm-hmm. Who is the founder of anesthesia. So yeah. thank you, Jon Snow. <laughs> but I thought the same thing. Could we not have found somebody else? <laughs> I found another way to or, go. Or, or, or even like... Last time the rain could, fell and find somebody whose name was Rain or something. Could you could you have made a joke? I yeah, mean, exactly. Like, because like, like, it's 2030. Like, Jon Snow... Game of Thrones, the 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 sequel. Yeah, exactly. That he said is probably oriented. Could you have made a joke like Jon Snow? Really? Yeah, like, true. <laughs> come on. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I just when I heard that name, I was like Jon Snow. Yeah, I know exactly what Jon Snow is. And then they went. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I was like, I was really hoping for a, a Game of Thrones joke, and that we didn't it get should, one. It should have. <laughs> it really should have. Uh, but yeah, so like I said, I, I, I'd like to getting some action there. I, I like that. Uh, I do. 
like I said, but everything else, I mean, it's just kind of it just kind of drags on. Uh, yeah. When they're riding around in the car looking for the place that Alita took Flynn that first night that she was actually in London, I don't remember. You know, dragged I'm, on. it dragged on. Now let's go ahead and get the stuff that we do like because we don't want to bash it. Because like I said, well, I think overall me, we like let me, it. Let me bring up something uh, before we go to London. So it looked like to me, Shanice got Daniel killed. She let that robot shoot him. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. I think that's definitely. I don't think there's okay. any question just about that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. Sure. So she's like, I guess that's to show just how ruthless she is, and she's like, ah, he's not getting it done for me. Dead. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, basically, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure like she like connected to that robot thing, and that's yeah, when yeah, yeah. she like yeah, because you saw her looking. Yeah. Yeah. So she's the one who actually. I mean, the robot was, but she took over the control of that robot, and the okay. robot was, and she's technically the one that kills him. So I guess. Yeah. Uh, but let's go about. Let's let's kind of go back to the beginning. I do like the fact that we get some. They they start us off with backstory on Corbell Pickett, and yeah, uh, we go to this scene in 2015 where he is there with uh, what's his Jasper. Name? Jasper. He's there with Jasper. And- Jasper. Go ahead. And anytime you can start a, a TV show or a scene with some Chris Stapleton, I'm always for <laughs> That's true. That's always good. You know, that's about the time. Wasn't that 2015 about the time that he came big? Wasn't yeah, he blew up. Yeah, so that's a good time. Yeah, that was about appropriate. So we get this scene uh, with Jasper and with Corbell and this biker gang that kind of comes rolling up to this car lot that that Corbell owns and they're getting ready to buy these Tahoes and he's talking about all this stuff that they have and it's got uh, you know all bulletproof glass it's got all this type of stuff I was like wow that's a, how do you get this in this little podunk town in, in North Carolina I'm guessing probably it doesn't have most of that stuff it probably just had the bulletproof glass I'm sure he made sure to get that in there but uh, like I said, it's just a really interesting scene because, you know, he's got those crosses there and it's kind of, he's doing it to fake them out to make him think that he's found religion. He's like, hey, you know, I need to turn, turn, you know, kind of turn away from my ways. And that's not what he's doing at all. He's basically luring these people into a trap and he explains it, you know, uh, in the military that he said, you know, in the military, they told us if your enemies make a mistake of all gathering in one place, you have to drop a bomb on them. And that's what he's doing in this. And it's, you know, we don't really know exactly what his obviously he has a relationship with them but apparently it's not just all you know uh roses and kittens at this point because he's lured them into a trap but he ends up killing these guys and this is the reason why he ends up ruling this town for the most part is because he's gotten rid of his enemies and he has cruelly killed them i mean he's basically done what you know uh overworked moms who accidentally leave their children in a car uh in the middle of summer that's what he does to them and you know it's one thing if you're a baby you don't realize what's going on it's another thing if you're an adult you know what's going on that's got to be an absolutely awful hour of your life yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the word cruel because he has an incredible line that says, well, "You will not get anywhere in life, Jasper, unless you, unless you're you're cruel every now and then, yes. mm. just for the pure animal joy, joy of it. it." Right? Yeah, that was a very ominous line from him because this kind of is what you know seems to be driving him forward. And when we get from that, the very next scene is, is Corbell Pickett swimming naked in a pool. I know. <laughs> like, good for you, man. If you, yeah, you know. well, I was like. 
Well, I was like, also because like, oh, we see those bikers hanging, yeah, and then exactly. here he is naked in the pool. Right. I'm like, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> so he is like I said, well, but also, what what about his wife? Did you pee in that pool, <laughs> lady? Pool? What do you think people are doing in a pool that they put in there for hours? I mean, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, like I said, he's just like, it's my pool. I'll do what I want to. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, just, uh, Lewis Hertham is really, really good in this. We didn't get, we didn't get really good. We, we didn't get much of him in the previous two episodes. But he gets his moment to shine here in the third episode. Now, I don't know. Obviously, he's going to be a thorn in the side of Burton and in Flynn. Just how much of a thorn remains to be seen. Because the one thing I like about his character is he didn't just take the $2.5 million and then just go about plotting to kill Flynn and Burton. Because that's what this conversation that he's having with his wife by the pool is all about. They're like trying to figure out what's the best plan of action here. Do we, you know, he doesn't really want to kill them. I, I think that's pretty apparent that's not what he wants but he does want to know what's going on uh, that's that's yeah. the biggest thing for him and we kind of talked about this last time I, I love a character and we've seen this in some other shows and i'm trying to think of an example that are they're villainous but they're not the they may not be the main villain of yeah. the show mm-hmm. yeah i can't uh, think of it off the top of my head but you're yeah, right uh so the, I, I really like that that you know he, here he is he's he's a horrible human being he looks like he could be the villain but i'm not so sure he doesn't i'm with you i think he's gonna let them live and he in fact he may end up playing a part and helping them at the end it could be that might be the road they're going down but like i said i think he's gonna have uh, something i think he's gonna have some villainous aspect to his role i just don't know how deep they're going to go with it uh, because i think it's pretty clear they want uh what's your name Uh, i can't find her name again uh, Tanaya Miller's Sharice uh, Newlands. Sharice, oh, sure, sure yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure they want her to be the main, the main yeah. villain in this thing because, like I said, I think what they want is the England stuff to be the, the focus or where most of the intrigue comes, and they've still just got to do a better job of of selling that, in my opinion, yeah. uh, at this point. But, um, like I said, that that whole dynamic that I like that dynamic between he and his wife. I, uh, his wife is being played by uh, India Mullen, uh, who plays Mary Pickett. She's she's really good for what she's doing. She doesn't have a whole lot yeah. to do. And my guess is she's not going to have a whole lot to do in this in this yeah. series. But when she's on the screen, she's just kind of like you know she's this obviously you know probably 30, 40 years younger than right than his than her husband. But she's just going to be kind of playing that just funny almost comic relief but kind of like giving him a hard time like i said i, I don't really know and, and she had she had the right idea she was in like uh, used jasper yeah exactly she, just, she was right the whole time yeah she was right the whole time and that's it, it, what they're going to end up doing is using him to find out what's going on or at least trying to find out what's going on so and it shouldn't be that difficult because for the most part flynn just completely tells yes. <laughs> uh jasper's wife uh and jasper yeah billy ann who's played by adeline Torin. I like her, too. Yeah, I like her, too. And like I said, so obviously, you know, they're setting up the idea that maybe she doesn't really know what to do with all that information that was told to her by Flynn. Uh, But, you know, it's going to be pretty easy for Jasper to put it all together once he starts talking to his wife, because I feel like that's that's a pretty obvious thing at this point. Yeah. Uh, I did. I did like the fact that Burton kind of points out to Flynn. You know, this is a pretty dumb move that you just did because it, it is. You know, I was kind of yeah. annoyed with Burton at first for giving her such a hard time, but when Burton spells out what is take, you know, what all this means, he's right. I mean, there's there's yeah. no reason for him for her to do what she had done. And look, I get her side of it too. Burton's got all of his buds. He's got all of his military buds there with him. And she doesn't have that. This is the only person that she really right. has. But it's still, you, 
there you've got to have some discretion in that like i said i, I thought that was well really and good. also and he explains it even better shortly to uh to corbell you know he is connected to these guys right uh and so he could he can we know that they can be trusted yes exactly so I mean, they're they're doing a really good job of of giving yeah. us the north carolina stuff i will say let's talk about the one little scene that we get uh yes. with connor because like i said i wasn't really sure what they were doing with this when they first started because when he says uh let me give you a hand and it's like oh man i didn't mean to use that word and you kind of see connor look at him like and then he's like you really hurt my feelings and he starts laughing and then burton just like starts making all those jokes oh, about yeah yes. give you a hand, your best foot, foot Ford. Ford. <laughs> I mean, I'd, give, I'd give an arm and a leg for a setup like that. <laughs> I mean, that said, it yeah. was like, and good for them for like, you know, just, yeah. it's really, it would be really easy for them to like make yeah. Connor this really sympathetic character. And he kind of is, but just to, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure how, what, how well, to describe it. Go ahead. I, I know what you're saying. Cause like they're, they're, finding some humor in the situation and i love how at the very end he's like oh i got something for you and he just throws up a middle finger <laughs> yeah. it's just the, you know i mean that's all that's hilarious it that is. will never not be funny it won't I mean, be. <laughs> like you said the, that they're both in on the joke and, and they, those two love each other yeah they do so that's mm-hmm. where you know you know that burton uh, you know has sympathy right but he also is telling connor Hey man, you're like the rest of us. We're going. We're going to. I mean, I, I, I guess the term is, you know, uh, bust balls. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like anyone else. And and just because Connor's now different, they they want to make sure that he's still back in the field like everyone else. Yeah. And unfortunately, this is the only scene we really get with him. Which is I know, man. <laughs> I'm with you though. It was like early in the show. You're like, oh man, we're going to get a lot of Connor. And because nope. <laughs> also we find out that uh, Bert has bought the print shop. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm not I'm not believing that he's renting that Jeep. He's bought that. Oh, Jeep. Oh yeah, he's bought that Jeep. There's no way. <laughs> there is yeah. no way they ain't bought that Jeep. Yeah. Uh, and they also set up a, and this is where they go to set up a deal with with Corbell Pickett. They go to his bar and they have this discussion out on the patio, and they basically come to an agreement about uh, instead of killing them. He's going to accept $200,000 every week from them, which is obviously the money, part of the money that they are getting from the people from the future, which is I still do not understand how they get the money to them. That's part of that's part of my issue with the show is I don't really know exactly how the money yeah, comes well, I mean, to them. Yeah, well, I mean, we know that they won the lotto, but how did they rig that? How did they rig that? Exactly. I don't really know how yeah. that works. So he's giving them, he's giving Cordell Hickett $200,000 a week. And uh, like I said, they come to an agreement about it because, and they come to an agreement because basically we get some, which is what one of the things I was hoping for last week to get a little bit more understanding about how the haptic stuff works and how it came about. Because uh, he ex- basically explains to them when he asks for, when he tells them, I've got a stick and I've got a carrot, he explains the carrot about the $200,000, but then he explains the, the stick because Corbell Pickett wants to know about the stick. And he says, you know, me and my buddies, we, he gives him the story about this guy that he basically beats to, to within an inch of his life and didn't even know the guy. And it turns out because, you know, he has this haptics and he's connected to him and it's like, they're always there together. It's like they're one, yeah. they're almost like a hive mind at this point with them. And like I said, that does a really good job of giving us explanation on this. It was, I'm just, We'll be talking about it later for sure. Yes, mm-hmm. but that whole conversation and just when Corbell's not fully buying it, and then he 
I believe it's Connor, shoots the glass out of his head. Yeah. I don't think it was Connor. I think uh, it was one of the other. Connor was there. Oh, but I, I, think uh, Connor, was, I think Connor was once. He was scoping. Yeah, he was something. scoping it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, uh, like just the way he shoots it out of his hand, I was like, dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was okay, fantastic. That, yeah. Yeah. And just to say, and Jack Rayner, man, the way he delivers that story. And also, uh, it's, uh, it's it's a it's a line by the the great musician Jason Isbell. Uh, you know, a southern man can tell a joke or or a story better than anyone else. Yes, so yeah. that's a perfect man when yeah. he's telling that story about the bar. You know, his southern accent just makes it even better. Yeah, and the other thing that doesn't need to be uh, whitewashed over is the fact that. The sheriff's deputy Tommy—I can't remember what Tommy's last name—but uh, Tommy Cheyenne is that his last name? No, Tommy. No, it's, no uh, Const- uh, Constantine. Constantine. I, how can I forget Constantine? I should—I'm uh, going to beat myself up for forgetting Constantine. Uh, but Tommy Constantine—he's—he sees them shaking hands, and obviously, you know, Corbell Pickett has a reputation about what it is that he does and what he's. You know, obviously, they don't have anything to bust him on, but. That's a that's a concern for Tommy Constantine. He doesn't know exactly what it is that's making these two shake hands, but he knows it can't be something good. So his his antenna has been raised, and my guess is he's going to play a part in this. For what end, I don't know, but they're obviously putting and that. Go ahead. I'm going to call it now. Tommy's going to get himself killed. Yeah, that, that kind of is the way it feels. It really feels that way. He's going to be snooping around somewhere, and he's going to end up getting himself killed as a result. Um but like I said, they do a really good job in this. I love what they're setting up for here, and I love what they've done here in North Carolina. Then, it, like I said, for the most part, the rest of this episode, it goes back and forth a little bit between London and North Carolina. But the focus after this is, for the most part, on London. And like I said, this is where we kind of it starts to bog down a little bit, just because. Like I said, it's not that it's bad. It's just not as good as it probably should be. That's right. my that's yeah. my personal opinion. Uh, I, I, I'm a hundred percent with you because you know one of the last scenes we get from North Carolina is Burton explaining the haptic drift. Yes, mm-hmm. and that is a fantastic scene. And I, you know, uh, the way the way he delivers it, like you could tell he's like also looking out for his sister and he also sees her, you know, having the hand issues mm-hmm. and stuff. Right. And, and I love that, uh, you know, these two really have good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, you can see a bond between them, which it, it, in the acting world, they're probably dating or something. Cause that seems to happen <laughs> yeah, a lot. Too. Yeah, it does. But, uh, uh, in fact, I may have to look this up. I would not be shocked if they're dating, but, uh, you know, the, just the fact that, uh, they, you could tell he's really looking out and warning her, Hey, you need to, you know, you need to be more uh, aware of how to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, you're you're correct about that. She, he is doing a really good job looking out for her, and like I said, he is doing. He doesn't get as much screen time as I would think that he would, uh, because I would, I would think they would focus a lot on them on their relationship. But they seem to be focusing more on the relationship between Milf and. Flynn, but they focus. A little, I guess maybe they can go back and forth because they focus quite a bit on Flynn and and Burton in uh, yeah. the first two episodes. And just to answer your question, it appears that Chloe Grace Moretz is right now is single. It appears to be, but actually she may be lesbian because I think the last person who was in a relationship was her. No, no, she's not. Never mind. Cameron Fuller. I don't know who Cameron Fuller is. So yeah. anyway, anyway. Uh, so right now she's not in a relationship with anybody. At least not as far as I can. I can see so, uh, but who knows? Maybe if she's single, maybe they'll be dating by the time this thing's over. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say at the end of this. Uh, but 
Yeah, uh, like I said, the London stuff, it's it, it's fine. It's not great, but they basically what they're doing is they set up here in the London part. They do give us some backstory on on uh, Wilf and on Alita West. They we see the child act. We see the child actor again for Alita, and this is obviously where she gets the idea for her peripheral, which I still don't understand why she was operating a peripheral in this child like i said this is the they're trying to set the mystery and the intrigue here and i am curious about what all is going on here but it needs to kind of make a little more sense than it does because like i said the elita west stuff doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me right now we know that she was part of the research institute we know that she know we know that she worked for the research institute we know that she's trying to infiltrate them and get some information but like i said i don't understand why she had a peripheral at one time i don't i don't get that at all and why she was operating through that peripheral i don't understand that at all which they haven't explained it so my guess is they're going to explain it but it would be nice to kind of like giving us a little bit more information on this person that they're hunting down because we haven't gotten hardly any at this point right it's yeah it's it's we're it's weird because these are long episodes but yeah. we still haven't gotten enough backstory no. to to care or to really hit home and matter right isn't that bizarre yeah well they need to give us more backstory in the london people because they did a really good job of the backstory with corville pickett this week the, they kept and they yeah. kept they kept giving us references to the, what happened back in 2015 i mean what the news story about them mm-hmm. being uh up on the crosses and all the people that he killed up on the crosses they did a really good job of that this week and honestly it kind of felt like this was the pilot in, to be perfectly honest with you in, in that regard because we are getting some yeah. more information we're just not getting a lot of information about what's going on in in london and like i said that's the part that's frustrating because I, I mean, we get some information about we, we get to know our our main villain and Sharice uh, a little bit more. Uh, we get to know her a little bit better. We kind of get to understand her her side of this a little bit more. Uh, she's obviously very a ruthless person because she ends up having this person who is a friend of Alita West. She ends up having her killed by bees, which is just an awful way to go. And you know. Like I said, that that scene was just fantastic because you get, do get an idea of just how sinister she can actually be. Because the woman that she's killing is she's telling her, you know, I have two children, I have two small children. She's she's like, yes, yes, focus on that. That's what we should be focusing on. We should be focusing on those people that we love. And she's basically telling her, I'm focusing on the thing that I love, which is the company I run, and I need to. And we can't have people like you who are who could have warned us about Alita West and you know like I said just really really villainous and really fantastic by her um but we just need more we, we need more information on this story that's yeah. what we really need we need to get a little bit more backstory we need more backstory on all of the characters uh look I do think it was interesting the reason that she because Alita calls Wolf she calls him Wolf she actually calls him Wolf and the reason she yeah. calls him Wolf is because his name is his original name was Wolfgang and in this episode we find out that when this couple who is going to try to adopt her uh she, they only want the one girl. Uh, they like they feel kind of like there's something has happened, and they have this like patriotic duty to adopt a child. And like I said, we, it'd be nice to have some more information on what all that was about. Uh, but yeah. we get some, we get that information. But she doesn't want to go without without uh, without Wolf, and they're like, ah, well, we'd rather call you by a more traditional English name, which is Wilfred, because apparently they did a DNA study on 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 Wolf, and he's from German or something like that. And like and he's like, I could be I could be Wilfred. 
Wilfred, and that's where he, they get the name Wilf. And uh, so everybody else calls him Wilf because they renamed and, and him. And I'm going to be honest with, with you, man. When that whole scene was happening, especially that part, I was like... <sighs> See, I, that, I actually liked it just because we were getting information. I, like I said, I need to no, do... No, I like the scene, oh, yeah. knowing that. But when they're going into the difference between Wolf and Wolf... Yeah, that's true. Oh, You're right. <laughs> it just shows that... I think what they're trying to show is that the parents... Because the parents are pretty awful. I mean, they make that pretty clear when he does finally go and meet with his yeah. mother to find out if she had seen... If she had seen Alita West at any point. And, you know, the parents are just so awful that they can't, you know bring them bring themselves to adopt this child if he's not willing to change his name and i think that's kind of what they're trying to do is they're trying to set up these are these are pretty awful people uh, and it's you're going to kind of see why maybe uh wilf and alita are yeah. so troubled here in their adult years because of the fact that they were brought up by these two people i mean when it gets to the point i mean the line that the mom has about when she's just really grown tired of being around her own son that you know she adopted uh, she says, you know, uh, RT has grown exceptionally tepid, and I think it's time for you to go. I mean, like yeah. she's like, I'm done with you. I haven't seen you in years, and I'm, I really don't want to see you right now, so why don't you just go away? Uh, like I said, that's Mom what, of the year. Yeah, that's what they were. I think that's what they're trying to set up in this scene is yeah. we, we they're just awful parents, and, you know, asking them to adopt somebody who's not without changing their name is is a pretty awful thing to do so uh now the one thing that they do set up is they do set up well, we talked about this a second ago when we were kind of talking about the english stuff the scene that i did like is when like i said that scene where wilf is having to basically plead the constable that because they kind of give us some a little bit of information about how these peripherals work and apparently peripherals are a common thing that people have and they can use them to go from conscious to consciousness but it's in that same timeline. You don't have this thing going back and forth from time to time. It's just people like this person who's supposed to be in Canada is now in this. He sets it up where this person who is actually in Canada is actually in the body, not this person from 2032 or whatever it is. Uh, I said it was nice to kind of get a little idea of how the peripherals work. But in the moment that he's doing this, he's trying to make it appear that he's fallen in love with this woman. He does a really good job with that, but when they get back to North Carolina, this is where where Burton tells tells uh, Flynn about haptic drift and how it can feel like you're falling in love uh, with this person because you're basically one you're one with that person. You're like inside them, and it can feel a lot like love. So that's the kind of th kind of thing that they're kind of leaving up in the air. You know, is this a real feeling or is yeah. this just what she's experiencing because it's similar to this haptic drift? We don't really know. I don't, I'm sure they'll explore oh, uh, it, but. This this romance is coming, especially oh, yeah, since we find out that he is his he has a sister, you know, uh, right. Alita's sister, not not his not his love, love right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that that when they showed that scene and then this, you know, there, there's something coming between these two. Yeah, you do. You you feel like that's the and also case. you feel like. Flynn has not had a normal life for a young woman. Right, mm -hmm. she may not have ever had a boyfriend. No, she may not have. That's very that could very well yeah, be the case. I mm -hmm. mean, and, and I mean, she's a very attractive, you know, mid twenties girl. Yeah, uh, and probably has never had any type of normal yeah. life. And I hate the way they do her hair in England. I don't know what it is about her hair in England. It just, I don't know. It just, I, I like her hair much more in in yeah. in the North Carolina area. It just, I don't know the way they have it pulled back. All it, yeah. to me, it just looks weird. Well, I want to bring up something else. I like how we found out that they, uh, Alita, 
uh, especially called them Polts or Poltergeist. Yes, because they're from yeah, the, the, the different yeah the, the different timeline characters. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I thought and it was too. Was, yeah, and then and then we find out Flynn took something. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't know what this is. Right, that is what has made uh, Shanice, uh, you know, wanting to find her. Right, she is. She has something. Well, I think what it is is when she scanned that when she scanned that thing into her eye. Her eye. That's what she has. That's what she took. Oh, the eyeball. The eye thing. Yeah. Thing so her eye. yeah. So like I said, somehow or another, that transferred. I'm guessing through because she was actually in the in the body of that peripheral. I guess and it actually went into her as well. Uh, but I think okay. that's. I feel pretty confident. That's what they're. That's the reason why that she wants sense. to track her down. Uh, I that feel like. Sense. I feel like that's pretty. I feel pretty confident about that. So, all right. Is there anything else we need to discuss before we do our weekly awards? Uh, just one last thing. I feel bad for poor Jasper. He just wanted a little taste of some money. Yeah, he's and now taste. he's and now he's now got he's to be a bad. Yeah, now he's got to do something. We don't know what he's going to have to do, but we yeah, just know he's got to yeah. find out what's going on with with Flynn and Burton. So, uh, like I said, like I said, like Jasper, I really like Corbell Pickett. I really like, yeah, yeah, uh, I do too. I really like Lewis Hertham. Uh, look, he's like I said, he's just awful. Like if you haven't seen Home After Dark, I recommended that a few weeks ago. Now seeing him in this show. I would really recommend going back and watching Home After Dark because he is. This is kind of where he gets his villainous role from. Like I'm sure he's he's done some other things. He was in True Blood for like five or six episodes. He's done some other stuff, uh, but like he is such a great villain in that, and he's doing such a good job as a villain in this. Uh, I would really recommend it for that as well. So, uh, all right, let's go ahead and get to our weekly awards, then, shall we? Let's do it. All right, up first is the Tyrion Lannister, the person who is the star of the the week for this particular episode. Who is your Tyrion Lannister? So I'm going to pick someone they probably weren't expecting, but uh, I'm going Jack Rayner as Burton. Okay, I thought this was a fantastic episode. Yeah, and I and I'm fully on his accent, and I think. Just everything. Uh, it's Home Before Dark is home, the name of the show. Uh, home Before Dark, yeah. I see, I'm saying Home After yeah. Dark. You're correct. Uh, but I, I, I thought everything about him was was fantastic this episode. Uh, just the way, like the, he had the great scene, uh, you know, with Corbell. He had great scenes with Flynn. Uh, he had a great scene with Connor. It was it was a just a great episode. And I thought with him, th- this was a where you felt like. He's a good actor, and yeah. this is a really good role for him. And he's finally, maybe he, who knows how they film this stuff, but if they filmed it, you could tell he's really into his character yeah, and comfortable. Yeah, he was really good. I'm not. I'm still sticking with Chloe Grace Moretz for this week, uh, only because I I just think they really are relying on her star power the more than I thought they would. Uh, I really thought they were going to rely a lot more on the other two. And look, they I thought they were going to rely more on Wilf and on Burton. And look, they they probably are. They just haven't gotten to that point in the story yet. But she's just really good in this. Uh, I she mean, is. she is good in the North Carolina part. She's good in the London part. Like I said I think just they need to they need to figure out the pace of this a little bit more. I'm really looking yeah. forward to seeing her when she gets to give you kind of that stuff that she was doing in the first two episodes when she's you know because what makes her stand out is the fact that she can kick butt in a in a in a, right. in a vr game so i want to see her do that and i feel like that's where they're going with with her character here in the 
in the peripheral, uh, I feel like that's what they're going to be setting up. And I feel pretty confident about that. I'm, I just want to see it actually happen. So, uh, so I'm going back with her. I, I, I don't disagree with you. Burton was uh, Jack Rainer was fantastic in this episode as well. And uh, you know, I could have given it to uh, Corbell Pickett. I could have given it to him. Yeah. Uh, maybe even could have even given it to Wilf a little bit because, like I said, that one scene with Wilf yeah. was, was just Definitely. really really good. So, speaking of scenes, uh, the next is the Agatha all along. The best scene of the week. What was your Agatha all along? I'm going. Corbell and Burton at the bar. Yeah. I thought that was hands down the best scene. Yeah, that to me it was that one was really good. I thought about doing like the very the cold open that they had with him uh, yeah. with the bikers. That one was a really good one as well. Uh, all of the best scenes for this week were with him, except for that one scene in London with between uh, Wilf and uh, Flynn. I thought they were all involved. Corbell picking this week. So uh, the if you come with the king, you best not miss. What was your best line? So I mentioned it earlier. It's it's. Corbell Pickett, you will not get anywhere in life, yep. Jasper, unless you're cruel every now and then, just for the pure animal joy of it. Yeah, that was mine too. Because when you give, they give you a line like that at the very beginning, I mean, uh, to yes. me, it's very similar to the very first, very first opening scene of House of the Dragon when they give us the line about the only thing that could bring down the House of the Dragon was was itself. Uh, that felt yeah. very much like that line. Was like they're they're really yeah. setting you up for just who Corbell Pickett actually is. And like I said, I right. Thought, in fact. I paused it and rewilded it to make sure I had the full quote. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, it's going to be hard to beat that one. Yeah, it is. It's going to be real hard to beat that but one. But I that will say, be. Burton and Connor sure tried. Yeah, they did. They did. They really did try. They, they 100% tried. So, All right. Uh, we do have a rating system here on the Main Attraction Podcast. At the top of our list is a Game of Thrones. Just beneath Game of Thrones is Lost. Middle of the Road for us is Friends. Beneath Friends is a Full House. And at the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. So you had it at Lost. I was kind of between a Lost and a Friends. I stuck with Friends. Where are you going with this show after three episodes? I kind of wish I had done what you had done, but uh, it's it's barely hanging on at a loss. Mm. I will tell you the the it's Clanton, right? Not yeah, Clanton. Clanton. Mm. The Clanton stuff. I had more fun in this episode, right? Besides not having Connor, I really really enjoyed the Clanton stuff, and mm. I wanted more of it. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you, man, that London stuff. Ooh, and the length of this episode. I just hope. I hope it gets better because I I will be down to a friend's very soon. But uh, I'll stay at a extremely (laughs) barely hanging on loss. Yeah, uh, I'm sticking with friends for right now. Like I said, I think it's going to get to a loss. I felt. I felt like this could have gone all the way up to Game of Thrones after the first two episodes. I don't know that it can get there, and that's fine. It isn't everything does not have to be a Game of Thrones? Not everything. Yeah, not everything is. Uh, But I do feel like I said. Earlier in the episode, with the production values, with the performances that the cast are giving, I feel like this show should be more intriguing and more engaging than it actually is. And therefore, that's the reason I'm going to stick with a with the friends for right now. Like I said, it's good. It, it it's it's good. It's not it's enjoyable. It's but you know, for it to be a, a loss, I feel like like when we are when we when I watch television and watch movies and things like that throughout the course of the week, you know. If it's going to be a loss, I think the bare minimum for a show for me to be a loss has to be, you know, I'm really excited about watching it. This show, it's not that I don't want to watch it, but I'm not like just biting at the bit to get to Friday night so I can watch it. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Because to me, like a Game of Thrones is something you can't wait. Right. You want it, you want it immediately. I'm with you. The loss is you're excited. 
I'm more excited to see what Jack Rayner and mm-hmm. Lewis Hertham and Chris Coy do next. Right, yeah. Uh, and Chloe Grace Moretz. I mean, I'm more excited to see what they do next yeah, I'm than too. this show. So, like I said, I think they'll if they can figure out the pacing, I think they'll get there. Uh, but for right now, the, the pacing is a problem. And look, if you're worried about the the Westworld stuff, pacing became a problem in Westworld in like seasons two and three. So <laughs> it showed it. it. It did. So I can understand why people might be a little bit turned off at this point. So, but like I said, I think it's I think it's good. It's just not great. So that's kind of right. where, where I am with it. So. All right, here on the Man Attraction Podcast, we do things that we are looking forward to each week. Uh, what are some things that you are looking forward to? I got three. First one, uh, w- what a shock that a movie starring Julia Roberts and George Clooney ended up being a hit at the box office. Uh, was it? I, I, I haven't even heard anything it's, it's, about it. it well, it's, it's, it's Ticket to Paradise. Right. It's been the number two movie. Right. But it's done well. It's made like $10 million, like the first like last week and this like it it barely dropped so i'm hoping with this doing well and the lost city doing well earlier in the year hey why don't we get back to having romantic movies (laughs) action movies romantic whether it's comedy or action comedy with with big stars people seem to like those yeah let's get back to that the problem uh, the problem those are going to have is they're just not going to be it's like I said, they're doing. A, they're doing. A, if they're doing the numbers that you said that they're doing, that's still just not huge numbers. I mean, how much? Does well, it, Lost City was a huge. Yeah, was a big hit. I mean, how much did it? Does it probably cost to get Julia Roberts and uh, yeah, George Clooney yeah, on this? So that, like I said, that's yeah, just, that's the question. And I don't know what they charge anymore because they're not box office stars as much anymore. Yeah, but they're still probably. I'm guessing it's probably at yeah. least fifteen mil a piece, at least yeah. between the two of them. So. Yeah. That's going to be the issue with those these types of movies is yeah. you know if you're going to you almost if you want these like romantic type movies you're going to have to get unknowns because you can get them for a cheaper pay rate and just yeah. have a really good storyline to go with them. I, I feel like that's or or, or, cu- or cut your money. Cut your yeah. Stocks, I mean cut your yeah. Yeah, and the only time you'll ever see a star cut their money is if they feel like they can get an Oscar out of it. That's about the only time. Well, <laughs> I would be I wouldn't be shocked if these two cut their money maybe because they wanted to work together. Yeah, because they do like working together. That's one thing that they yeah. have, has been uh, known yeah. throughout the course of their career. So, what, what else you got for your uh, uh, things? So, I was in, I was happy to see, and I've you and I have talked about this because Matt Smith is one of the reasons Doctor Who yes. is coming to Disney Plus, and I've never really gotten into Doctor Who. This this might be you know reason for me to do it. Yeah, I'll, the the reaction from fans has not been. They've kind of they've really balked at this. I, I will say the people like you and me who haven't seen it, you know, this makes me kind of because. Oh, what's the negative? They they're afraid that it's going to be too. You know, the it's going to be too a big budget type show, and it's going to be too. Oh, I thought I thought they were Disney was just getting what the BBC did. Well, they're, they're going to the, pick. The, I think they're going to pick that up and it'll get to. But they're going to actually start making their own. Is what they're going to do. Oh, yeah, they're going to because. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> Sorry. I, look, I thought I thought the BBC's Doctor Who was coming to Disney, it, and, it, and it is. But it's it's also they're going. No, to, I don't. Yeah, I don't want them to put their hands on Doctor <laughs> no, Who. No, I Disney, haven't seen you know, an episode. Look, I don't want this. You know, if Disney's buying something, they're going to do something with it. They're, You're right. What am I thinking? <laughs> but yeah, they're they're going to do something with it if they're buying it. Look, I will say this: I think if you give them a bigger, if you give them an appropriate budget, I I would like to see what they could do with a Doctor Who. I I would because yeah. look, they've been hit or miss with stuff. I mean, they're hit. Or 
or miss look the most hit or miss they've been is with star wars some of their stuff has been great yeah. some of the stuff has not been so great so like i said I, I i will at least like to give them the opportunity to see what they can yeah, excuse yeah. me what they can actually do with the product so uh but yeah that like i said i saw that too and so i'm glad you brought that up but yeah they'll do something with it i just don't know what's going to be yeah and my last one i thought this was very interesting Netflix stole the Peacock show, which I've watched the first season. I've not watched the second one. Girls Five Eva. Oh, did they which really? Is a fantastic show. Netflix is picking it up for season three. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a Tina Fey show, which I'm not surprised because right. they did the uh, Kimmy Schmidt show, which was not picked up by NBC. So, I think this is. I think this show has been popular on Peacock. It just shows you how little Pe- Peacock, people have yeah. Peacock. But I had Peacock. Uh, my brother had Peacock for a year, so I had Peacock for a year. <laughs> uh, so I watched the first season. It was great. Uh, Sarah Bareilles, uh, one of the ladies from uh, Hamilton. I can't think of her name. Uh, they're they're this uh, Busy Phillips. Really, really fun show. And I guarantee it is going to be huge on Netflix. And Netflix needs show like this. Netflix has picked up some shows. Uh, Shit's Creek, mm. Manifest, uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah. Because YouTube Plus and they've and they've these shows have become even bigger. Yeah. Uh, when when they've hit, and I, I think we'll see another one. And they need to do more of this. They need to take these shows that are that are only lasting a season or right. two on some of these. It's, steal some of what Amazon's not doing. Netflix. Yeah, yeah. You need to do something. Yeah, they could. I mean, go steal. Uh, go steal Night Sky. Go steal yeah. Paper Girls. Because Paper Girls got canceled, yeah. didn't it? Or- yes. But Paper Girls on Netflix may be better. Yeah, maybe. So you never you never know. So, all right, uh, I've got a few as well. So first off, I don't know if you saw the trailer for uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Christmas special. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, it's great. I, it does. It looks great. They're bringing Kevin Bacon in this playing himself, and I'm just like, okay, yes, I am on board. I am completely on board. So I will. I can't wait for that to come out. I don't remember what the date is on it, but it's going to be in December. And I. I cannot wait for that to come out uh that really excited me Uh, another thing i'm looking forward to is something that's on netflix uh it hasn't gotten a lot of buzz uh i'll be but the reviews that it has gotten have been absolutely fantastic and it looks really good it's called uh it's called the bastard son and the devil himself uh it is very much a modern fantasy type thing it's about witches and blood witches and uh so it, it looks really good. I saw one episode and it was good. I just didn't get a chance to watch a whole lot. There's been well, just a little inside uh, behind the scenes information here on the Man Attraction Podcast. My entire family, except for me, has the flu, so I haven't had a whole lot of chance to do much of anything uh, this week. And I was hoping to watch more of this this weekend. I just didn't get a chance to do to chance to actually do it. So. Uh, but I'm looking forward to finishing that because, like I said, it, the first episode was was really good. I wanted to see what the rest of it uh, ends up being like. So that's one of the things I'm looking forward to. And another thing I'm looking forward to, I was going to do it this week, but like I said, <laughs> we've had the flu here at the Strawn Household throughout the course of the week. I'm I'm breaking down. And I'm finally going to get an AMC Plus subscription. Uh, there are just too many shows out there that, oh, wow. that I want to check out. And the one that I want to check out more so than anything else is the Interview with the Vampire series. I've heard that is yeah. fantastic so uh, yeah. i want to i want to see what that is i want i want to check it out and that's that's the main reason i'm getting it but there's some other shows that have come out throughout the course of the years that i probably would like as well so i'm looking forward to seeing what amc plus is all about so uh i guess though that wraps us up for this episode anything else you want to share 
I was going to say, every time your family has some issue like this going on, I tell my wife, God, I'm glad we don't have children. <laughs> and she agrees. But we talked about that. Like, every time you have something like, oh. Yeah, look, yeah. children are fantastic, but, you know, when you when, every, when everyone gets sick all at once, it's like, oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah I'm, it's, I'm it's rough. You. I, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, that's, uh, yeah, like I said, it, it, it's fantastic to have kids. If you have kids, you, you know, but you, have, you also know that when when everybody's sick all at once, oh, man, <laughs> it's in a yeah. trial, and we've only got two. I can imagine people with more than two do, so. All right, uh, I guess that's going to wrap us up for now. We're about to go watch the first episode of The White Lotus, and we're going to come back and talk about it once we get done. So uh, anything else you want to add before we hit out? I uh, appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. And give us more Connor. That's right. Give us more Connor. We absolutely need more Connor in our life. There is no question about that. All right. I will echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true. <laughs>